Hello and welcome to Get Involved Referee with me, Lindsay Heron, Steve Conroy, Des Roach and David MacDonald as we chew over all the big issues and refereeing incidents of an action-packed Premiership weekend. And one man has dominated the headlines again, fellas. Um, he's been one of our main subjects this season and, my goodness, you just can't keep Willie Collum down, Steve. Uh, nope, um, he's up there with uh, Mr Porteous, the most mentioned person that, uh, that, that we have, unfortunately. I mean, Des, three big, big decisions in that, uh, that Rangers-St Johnston match and Willie's been pilloried for all three of them. Um, not been a be- the best weekend for him, has it? Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's, um, it's been quite a tough season for Willie. Uh, he's been mentioned for the more than other that we have at the moment in time. Um, I thought it was good that he showed the initiative to go look at VAR and decided he didn't want the, the decision and the advice. Unfortunately, uh, the first time that we overturned it, we get it wrong. Uh, he couldn't, couldn't really write that one, I suppose, but I think, he said, I think he's had more comfortable weekends. Uh, you've described him as stubborn. I guess that's a good word, Steve, to, to use about Willie's makeup. He's He's quite single-minded, isn't he? Um, very single-minded from the few direct contacts I had with him. Going back, the first one I had was uh, in the junior days down at Largs. He wasn't one for taking advice lightly, um, but he took his, he, he took himself very seriously, took his profession very seriously, but he wasn't one for, for advice, no. He seems to be a bit like the Teflon Don at the moment though, isn't he? I mean, uh, any mistakes he makes, he's, he seems to go straight back in. The SFA are sticking by their man. They, they are, um, and to be Frank has always been thus. Um, he had a wee spell during the season where he, he, he didn't have uh, quite as many. But he, he's back and no matter what we say and how badly we think he's done, they keep giving him games. Let's talk about it chronologically then, Des. I mean, the first one is the penalty incident, handball against James Brown. Borna Barisic's ball into the box, comes off Connor Goldson, hits James Brown. He can't really get out of the way, can he? I don't think there's any way that he can get out the, the road of it. Unfortunately, under the application of the, the handball law, which I, I, I've, I've given up on it, honest, honestly, I don't know what they're, what they're constituting to be handball and what not. But if you've no opportunity to play that ball, I think that it shouldn't be a penalty. However, I've seen worse ones given this year. So in the, the coaching from the SFA, then I can only assume that they feel he's got this right and applying their law. But I think if you ask any sensible, reasonable football fan and referee, you certainly wouldn't be like to have a penalty kick for, for something that he's got no control over. And when the ball comes off the back of an opponent who's standing one yard from you, what's the chances? Well, he had no hesitation, Steve, did he? I mean, he, he was very quick to award the spot kick. He didn't wait for any advice or any thoughts from Nick Walsh, who was the VAR that day. But that, that's that's always been the way Willie does it. He, he comes diving in. But what I, I will say in uh, agreement with Des, this is happening every single week. So that, and you know, I, again, I'm not particularly blaming the referees for, for this. They've been flung under the bus. If this happens every week and there's no change, and again, we've hear nothing from the SFA. So the assumption has to be that the refs keep getting games and you only keep getting games if you're doing what the SFA tell you. Mm-hmm. So the assumption is that that is how our guys are being instructed. That if the ball hits you, no matter how farcically, that it's a penalty. It's insane. It's a, it's an utter lottery. I keep saying it. Des and I could win penalties these days because you just blew it on the ball. <laughs> it's an utter bit, nonsense. Steve, the bit that I that I find really quite strange is that in Scotland we are the only nation that seems to be having an issue with mm-hmm. handball. If you watch you watch the English Premiership games, you watch Spanish La Liga, you watch Bundesliga. There is never 
the amount of handball decisions in the penalty you're given apart from up here. Yep, Why no, are we getting no. it wrong? Why are, are, are we right and the rest of the world are wrong? Hasten to add that I don't think the rest of the world are wrong. Well, nope. We're outstanding in many ways, but we're certainly outstanding on this one. <laughs> um, and it's, i say it again, it's an utter nonsense. But the fact that it happens every single week tells you that the SFA are instructing our guys that these things are infringements. Can it's, I just intervene and say, guys, it's not happening every week, and I'm not being anti-Rangers here for the, the guys that always shout me down on social media, but Conor Golson, two instants, it's not been given, which, let's be honest, was potentially the correct, in my opinion, correct decisions. You know, the ball's touched an arm, it's hands up to protect his face. It's not been given, so there's an inconsistency across the board. If you have humans, you have inconsistency. But I'm disagreeing with you on the goals. And I think that was a penalty. And I know this uh, clause was, was found. Um, but that, in my mind, is a penalty. Both of them were, were penalties. But that takes you off down in a, a completely different road. But uh, handball, in inverted commas, is every single week. I wouldn't say we're, we're, I know you said we're, we're, we're outstanding in our field there. No, I would say we're standing out from others. The fact <laughs> that we're giving this, we are standing out from the crowd. We are getting this according to the SFA correct but it's clearly just looks was it they used to say if something looks stupid then it tends to be stupid I mean the next two decisions are not baffling Steve but I mean it looks like he's got them both wrong I mean the the, the, the red card for Nicky Clark's challenge and Ryan Jack that wasn't malicious in any shape or form he'd slipped hadn't he uh, he just mm -hmm. followed through a little bit um, and it took Willie a long time to, to flash the card didn't it and I, I, again that's not like him he, he normally makes his mind up straight away but I think two two big uh, calls to make and in my opinion got them both wrong and I think the worst of the two is the fact that he was called to review mm -hmm. the Ryan Jack one mm -hmm. had another look at it and still th uh, didn't think that it uh, merited a red card beyond me It seemed Des, that everyone was pretty much unanimous that all three were wrong and including the Rangers manager who accepted that the, the penalty was harsh against Johnston you know Clark should have been yellow and uh, it, you know he was quite lucky that his own player didn't see mm -hmm. red I think um, if you've already given a contentious red card moment, moments earlier with uh, Nicky Clark, and when you've taken such a long time to deliberate on it, now if something's a red card and you're waiting for a minute and a half, or you're taking advice, because it certainly looks like the advice was coming from Vara, he was he, he 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 didn't go and review it, which I would have thought that he would have taken that opportunity. But he was certainly listening. But to give him a red uh, a red card after a minute and a half deliberation, I think that was potentially that there just showed me that it that it was wrong, and then to ignore the Ryan Jack one, which was more blatant, and you've already given a contentious one, then that shouldn't have been a difficult decision to make there either, I wouldn't have thought. Like we touched on at the top of the programme, I mean, this has been a catalogue of mistakes this season. I mean, what do you, what would you do in that situation, Des? I mean, would you be feeling it's maybe, you know, I better have a wee rest here? I can't make decisions for anybody else. Uh, I certainly would never call for, for Willie to retire or decide. These decisions can only be made by the individual. I think if it was... In my own position, and I'm talking about my own reference, if I found myself being the, the subject of getting major decisions wrong more often than I have done previously in my career, I would certainly be looking at my, myself and question myself, am I still up to this? Am I fit enough? Am I, why am I making so many errors? So that's only a personal point of view. I certainly couldn't make a comment for Willie. That's entirely up to him and his family and, and, and to make those things. But if it was me and I'm continually getting things wrong and continually feeling that I'm getting unjust criticism, then I would be looking at my own position. Steve, I'm just looking at the statistics here for Billy Collins. So he's got more appearances than any other referee in the Premiership this season. But yet, you know, we have potentially spoken about Billy more than anyone else. But does that just show that the SFA is sticking by him 100% and they're comfortable in 
content with his performances. Yep, they always have stuck by him. Um, and he has gone through spells throughout his, his refereeing life where he has gone through uh, patches, and you know, to, to be polite, um, where he's, he's had difficulties with his games. But absolutely, he has always been backed to the hilt by the SFA, always. And the fact, you said it earlier on, that he keeps getting games tells you that the SFA are comfortable with him, but still think that the vast majority of his decisions are right. And Des has maybe been taking too much responsibility on if uh, he would contemplate his own future if he was getting things wrong. It's happened to both of us that that decision was taken from our hands. That was imposed on us. Uh, I've, I've certainly had rest periods, and I'm doing the quotes marking uh, thing again, mm-hmm. um, and I'm almost certain Des has. They're not shy at doing it to people, but it doesn't happen to Willie. Is there a shelf life for a for a top class referee? Willie's been doing this now for at least seventeen years. You know, I'm, I don't want it to sound like a, a witch hunt against Willie in particular. Um, but you know, do, is there a moment where we, we come to the end of it all? Is it or is it basically just down to your ability? It's largely well, not largely. It is. It's down to your ability. But everybody, everybody, and everything has a shelf life. So you're you're not going to go on forever. And I know in the old days it was strict. You got to fifty, and that was you. You were binned. But obviously, you can't do that now in the litigious age that we live in. But they would just stop giving you games. But no, I think everything. Everything and everyone runs out of steam. One of the questions on social media from Greyman sixteen zero one, and he asks, "Are Willie Collum's best days behind him?" Yes, my opinion. I think Willie has been around a long, long time. He's been a fabulous servant to Scottish football, European football. But the fact that he's now these kind of things are are keeping into his game. I think that, yeah, I think that, um, as Steve said, if he's got a shelf life, it's only up to that person for himself to decide how long they want to continue that shelf life. But I think that the more and more errors that are keeping in, I think he's better days are behind him. You agree, Steve? Oh, yeah, uh, I agree. And I know he's, he's younger than me, but he's getting on a bit. Um, <laughs> as you said, he's been he's been a ref for a million years. Um, <laughs> so everybody runs out of steam. But I, I do think that he's, his powers are on the way, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see when his next appointment comes along and I, I dare say you wouldn't be surprised if he's immediately involved again. Uh, no, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And I think Des would probably be the same. Yeah, I think he'll be straight back in the SPL next week because if they put him down, now I know these fixtures are tend to be done a few weeks in advance, but if he suddenly appears at Albion Rose, etc., then it just puts more food for the thought that he's been, he's been dropped. And that's no, no offence to Albion Rose, but if you put him down to a league, League Two, then it just does seem a, a dramatic fall, but I would expect them to, to continue to support him. So VAR not working at uh, Ibrox really in, in, in our view in the sense that the referee hasn't taken the, the decision of the, the official, uh, namely Nick Walsh. Conversely, at Tannadice the next day, two big VAR decisions and they were spot on, Steve. Don Robertson and his team take a bow. Thank God somebody's shown you how the, the system is meant to work. And all praise to him and everybody else that was involved in it. They, they, they showed that, we've always said the technology works and Don and his team have shown how you make it work. The first one obviously was the, the goalkeeper coming to, to try and win the ball and knocks over Kyogo Furuhashi. Mm-hmm. Don gives the penalty and then realises it was a mistake. Oh, yep, absolutely. And I have to say in Don's defence, when I first saw it, um, if I was a ref, I'd have given the penalty. Obviously, he didn't have VAR uh, in the dark ages, but uh, I would have given the penalty. But fantastic that the, the team called for a review. Fantastic that he went over and, and did it. Fantastic that he realised he'd made, made a mistake and changed his mind. And all within a very, very short time frame. And the second one, Des, you know, was a clear handball from Kieran Freeman. Don didn't see it at the time and had to be had to go and have a look at it on the screen. Yeah, and what we said, if something's factual, 
incorrect and got the opportunity to make amends, then that's exactly what was done. The penalty kick was awarded. The VAR official has got done across. Again, seamless, very, very seamless, quick, direct, and moved on with the game. So, as Steve said, quite said, Don and his team should take a, a massive amount of credit for probably getting their, their best VAR experience so far this year. Well, at least the Celtic getting a couple of VAR decisions then. Well, one against them, David, and one for them. Uh, I know Ange has been moaning about them a little bit. Yeah, I need to need to level things out a wee bit and keep uh, Big Ange happy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, do you guys think that Sunday's game will be shown as a training video across the SFA and Willie's might be shown as a way of not doing it? I would never, ever <laughs> make a decision or thoughts on what the SFA think is, is appropriate or not. We know that they're meant to be reviewed, there's incidents are meant to be reviewed every week, but we know, and you know, we don't particularly need to say uh, here to protect people, but some of the obvious ones haven't been reviewed, so God knows what they do. Just to say as well, the SFA haven't been in touch with regards to the invitation we sent them to come in and join us in a podcast. I think your request of biscuits just pushed that over, Steve. <laughs> I knew I was pushing my luck. <laughs> I was about to say, I think asking for the choc- chocolate hobnobs is pushing it a bit too far. <laughs> Lindsay won't know what we're talking about because he failed to listen to the podcast last week while he's in his holidays. Unbelievable. Can't believe that. Shocking behaviour. But I mean, um, we do have an issue, don't we, because of the inconsistency across the board. And again, we're still waiting for, you know, some clarity and information from the powers that be. And, you know, the silence is deafening, Steve. Uh, yeah, and, and it always always has been, always is. I, I don't know what would make them come out and tell us. And, you know, God, we, we're only the consumers of the product. So I have no idea when and what will happen or would happen that they would come out and, and talk to the, the world about their decision making. Um, absolutely no idea. But you would assume by the, the, the silence that they're, and with people still getting, or the same people getting games every week, that they're happy with what's going on. David, we've got some more uh, questions from the socials as well. Some of our followers getting in touch with the guys. Yeah, we've got Anthony, 1967. I wonder who he supports. We asked him if he's got any questions for us. He did say too many. <laughs> but this is the one he has sent us. Why do you apply the rules differently? As this might save the confusion amongst fans. Why are rules applied differently? Rules aren't applied differently. It's the universal no. laws of the game. You have people involved and uh, you will never get absolute unanimity. Most decisions in football are a matter of opinion. And we've, we've said it before, Des's brutality is set different to mine. So what he <laughs> might send somebody off for, I might caution them. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's an opinion. So there is absolutely no way ever that you will get unanimity. And that doesn't mean that it's inconsistent. It just means that you're dealing with humans. Unless we brought an artificial intelligence to referee the games, maybe. Mm, oh God, can you imagine a robot trying to do that? Maybe just intelligence would be good right <laughs> enough. I, I was about to say, I've been in dressing rooms enough, so I've heard artificial intelligence from a lot of <laughs> No, it's a fair point, isn't it? It really is. This is the thing, I mean, uh, and that's what happened in the Ibrox game, isn't it? Willie doesn't think Ryan Jacks challenges a card, a red card, sorry, but he thinks Nicky Clark is, uh, and the two of you have flipped that one. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree, but uh, in those instances, <laughs> and it's amazing that he was asked to review it, so obviously Nick thought different, that he still, on view in the Ryan Jack one, didn't think that that was, that ticked all the boxes for a red card. Sometimes you just get it wrong. And that's, and that's the irony, isn't it, Des, that the, the first time that a referee goes against VAR, it just happened to, happen to be Mr. Collum. It was always going to be Willie, wasn't it? It was always going to be Willie that does the first, the first over, overturn. 
he was quite right to go across. Nick Walsh was perfectly right to give him the information to say that you should, I think there's enough in it that you would, you would like to have another look. But unfortunately, it's the wrong decision that they've, they've came to. And particularly when we've seen all season, as soon as you see the referee go towards the bar, expected that they're going to overturn the decision. So I think it was expected that he was probably going to overturn his decision there on Saturday against Ryan Jack. Unfortunately, he didn't. And in my opinion, we got the wrong, we got the wrong outcome. And that's again why we should be applauding Don Robertson because he's made the decision mm-hmm. and he then went across and went, actually, do you know what? I'm wrong. I'm going to take this one on the chin. I know I'm going to give you affecting my mark back, but I'm making the right decision. I've got it wrong. That shouldn't have an impact on the game just because of my error. But another question, David, aren't we talking about the, the way Kyogo Furuhashi plays? He, he sort of runs the risk of being offside. Um, he tends to run beyond and then come back. How does that work then, Steve? I mean, the question being that he's in an offside position in the sense that he's, he's behind the, the defenders when a ball goes wide, but he's obviously not interfering with play at that point. Mm-hmm. And then when the cross comes in, the player who crosses the ball is, is in front of the striker, therefore he's not offside. Is that, is that the way it Do works? you want me to read it out for you guys? Do you want me to read the question out? Yeah, it's uh, from Clack Nahari in. Firstly, he does state he's a, uh, he's a supporter of a Division 1 club, so no old form allegiance in any way whatsoever. He's getting that one in straight away. He's sent us pictures as well, so thank you very much for that. Very, very detailed. He is a 71-year-old retired referee, so he does know what he's talking about, so don't get it wrong here, guys. So basically what he oh, says geez, is... pressure. <laughs> Kyogo is yards offside when the ball was played forward to the wing player. Yes, on the bottom picture we'll post these online when the wing player plays the ball in Kyogo is onside as he is behind the ball however as it is all in the same phase of play he should have been flagged offside as he was in the first picture I've noticed Kyogo doing this in quite a few games this season as an ex-ref now retired 71 year old he has contacted the SFA's department I'm not going to say who he was just to keep any (laughs) in a minute there and the SFA department got back to him it was very good of him and they said Goal awarded, as in the first picture, Kyogo is offside position but has not committed any offence. The offence is he is offside when the ball was played forward. That is an offence. Myself and other retired referees have looked at various examples of this and checked the IFAB laws. This goal and other times it has happened should not have been given. How can any referee say he is offside but not committing an offence? Am I explaining that right? Yep. So the first thing is it's not an offence to be in an offside position. That's you. That that that's not part of the law. When the ball is played, the first ball is played wide to the Celtic attacking player. Kyogo isn't involved in play. The ball is not involved with directly with an, with an opponent, so therefore he's not creating anything. The ball is then played across to him, and quite rightly, he's then back on side because the ball came from behind. That is the second phase of play because the first pass is the first pass. This is the second phase of play. Kyogo's on side, and the goal should be correctly awarded. That's the way I'm looking at it. It's quite clever play that, Steve, isn't it? I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it's not an offence to be offside, like Des has just mm-hmm. said there. I'm looking at the pictures and it's it's quite clever play because he is offside, mm-hmm. but he's not interfering with play as such, so it's not an offence to do that. But then the ball's played back to him and now he's... I can understand why Clark Nahari <laughs> asked this question because either I'm looking at it going, no, that can't be right. Surely he's offside. Mm-hmm. No, it's spot on. Des said it. Absolutely. And slight issue with how you're saying it, and I know it's just words, he's... Not offside, he's in an offside position, but that on its right. own is not an offence. And especially when the ball is passed out wide. So where Kyogo is, he could be standing up on the goal line at that point. He's not. A, he's in an offside position, but he's not offside because he's irrelevant to that first phase of play. Very that's, why these, that's why these strikers are worth millions of pounds. 
because they play on the edge and they know how to create every advantage for themselves. I mean, if that was a if that was if we're watching that in Spain or watching Brazil, we'd be saying how clever is that striker? If we're watching Ronaldo or things like that. So no, nothing nothing wrong there at all, and it's very, very clever play by Kyogo. Yeah, I hope that answers your question, Clark Nahari. If you're not happy by all means, messages back and we'll challenge right the guys some more. Yeah. <laughs> Please do, Clark Harry. These guys need a bit of a ribbing, I think, that's for sure. Now, actually, it's quite topical because there was the Man United game, which was quite remarkable. Uh, you know, Marcus Rashford mm-hmm. leaving the ball. He's miles offside, but and apparently he's not interfering with play, but he's right next to Bruno Fernandes when he sticks the ball in the net. The FA, with their tail between their legs, changed. Um, so initially they were saying that he wasn't interfering with play if you're not interfering with play <laughs> with the ball at your feet just get off um, as Jim McLean used to say if I've got a player on the field who's not interfering with play then I'll substitute him it was an absolute joke and the fact that they tried to come up with something to excuse it oh, unbelievable we think we're bad up here I think that's the worst interpretation of the law that we've seen that Rashford one he's running alongside it can't be any more. Do you know what? I thought it looked as if he was like playing curling as if he's actually sweeping the ball to help it move it, <laughs> move it across. Honestly, that's, that's exactly what it looked like. It was abysmal, but hey, what do we know? Well, listen, thanks for joining us again on Get Involved Referee uh, for this week. We'll see you next time. Hopefully plenty of red cards and incidents to discuss. 